Now on Netflix, inspired by the unbelievable true story of a fake hitman, comes the new movie, Hitman, from Academy Award nominee Richard Linklater. At 96% certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, critics are calling Hitman a smart, sexy crime thriller with surprises at every turn. Starring Glenn Powell and Adria Arjona, Hitman. Now playing on Netflix and in select theaters. Rated R. Homeless people in New York City and Washington, D.C. and other large cities have been urged to take indoor shelter at this time due to a suspected serial killer in the area. Five men have been attacked and two killed in the last couple of weeks by a suspect that is believed to be the same man in both New York City and Washington, D.C. Hey everybody and welcome to True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. This is Katie Weaver. And I'm here with my sister, co-host, and partner in crime, Christy Brower. Hello. Hello. Hey, everybody. It is two. No, it is Wednesday. It is Wednesday. It was Wednesday already. How are you? I'm great. Loving there. this March weather. It's nice. Keep melting. Come on. Keep melting snow. Oh, yeah. It's almost gone. I'm so ready to, like, go walk the river. That's one of my favorite things to do is walk the green belt here. Can't do it when it's 24 friggin' degrees outside. So, you know. Yeah. I mean, you could, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't. You could, no. but would you want to? No. No. Well, guess who's back around here? Who? My crows. <gasps> really? Mm-hmm. Oh, they think it's, it's spring. Yeah. Those of you who, uh, you know, have been with us for a while know that last year I started uh feeding uh, a bunch of crows. I want to be the creepy lady at the end of the street that feeds the murder of crows. And I am. And so <laughs> congratulations. <laughs> I have the magpies that I feed all winter too. And they've been around all winter long, but my crows are back. A few days ago, I could hear a crow yelling and I went out front and she was just up in the normal tree where she usually sits hollering at me. So I brought her out some peanuts and some dog food and she yelled until her husband joined her and they sat there and feasted until they were gone. And again, the next morning and yeah, my crows are back. So That's last year so they cool. had a baby and it, it doesn't appear that the baby's with them. There's just the two of them. So I'm guessing the baby went off and got married or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I'm sure that's what happened. Uh -huh. Hopefully it's not something terrible. But uh, at any rate, hopefully they'll just hatch a new nest this year. I'm assuming they will. They like to nest in the poplar trees. So anyway, guess who's back? Back again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Way cool. Super excited. Way cool. Yeah. Well, it is Wednesday. And so we have our case today, our episode this morning. And then, of course, uh, this evening, we'll be back at 7 p.m., for case updates, and there's all kinds of stuff rolling. And then we'll be back tomorrow night, Thursday night, for the psychic hour. So we have a lot left to go this week. Yes, we but do. But 
uh, we're going to kick this episode off with some paranormal crime. So, Chrissy, take it away. Okay. So, you all know if you've uh, watched or listened to us for a while that Katie and I have both worked as professional psychics for 15 years now. And, uh, you know, we've, we've seen a lot of things. And, and let me tell you about something that uh, we have seen and, and did, in fact, happen to um, some very unfortunate people. Uh, this is uh, the case of Daphne Wright. And Daphne Wright. Oh, yeah. Was working in a, how do I say this? Was working in a community doing things like removing curses and giving curses to people. And and, and scamming the hell out of people. And scamming people. Yeah. Yeah. And this is a thing that um, we have seen before and that Katie and I have helped people get out of in the past. But um, there was a family who they their business wasn't doing very well. Mm-hmm. They, they had a sewing business and their business wasn't doing very well. And they believed that there was a curse on their business. It was part of their beliefs that if something, you know, if your business wasn't going well, then probably it had been cursed by someone. Mm-hmm. So they decided to go looking for a spiritual advisor. And very unfortunately for them. They found Daphne Wright. Mm-hmm. This was in Texas. Daphne was in uh, Houston. Yeah. And so she said she advertised that she removed curses, that she put curses on people, that she could do all of those things. Yeah. And so the family started working with her to remove a curse on their business. Unfortunately, the business didn't get any better. Mm-hmm. In fact, it got worse. Uh, it got worse. Kept yeah. going worse and worse. And so they just kept going back to this woman. And they racked up a debt of $280,000 with her. Now, this is the kind of scam that we have seen before mm-hmm. where, you know, you're told, well, you have to keep coming back and you have to come back every so many days and pay me this mm-hmm. much money, you know, or I'll just recurse your business and you know, like they're scam artists that get involved with this stuff where people can't get out of it. Like they, Mm -hmm. and they're afraid because they think something Mm -hmm. bad is going to happen to them. Or they'll call and prophesize something like, Hey, uh, I just had a vision that your son's going to be killed in a car accident and you need to pay me $500 right now to prevent that from happening. Yeah. Yeah. We've seen all of this stuff happen Mm -hmm. to people. It's horrible. Horrible. It is. It's horrible and scary and abusive. Mm -hmm. And of course makes the work that we do, harder you know Mm -hmm. because people question this kind of stuff of course they should they should absolutely um on june 10th of 2012 uh the son in this family uh requested a welfare check for the son-in-law in in this Mm -hmm. because um something was not right with his in-laws when the police got there the apartment they lived in was trashed Mm -hmm. And they saw a bloody handprint on a wall next to a closet. They opened the closet and the um, the mom and dad of this family. I'm not using their names because I just, it's not really fair to them, I don't think. Yeah. Um, 
were like tied up, duct taped, and murdered. Mm-hmm. Apparently, it was a very brutal crime. Like there had been this big fight in the house, mm-hmm. um, and then and then things had been ransacked. Yeah. Um, also, there was some weird stuff planted to make yeah. this look like what it wasn't. There was. Yeah. Um, uh, partially smoked marijuana cigarette on a table. And then there was a beer bottle that had been wrapped in a blue bandana, mm-hmm. which would suggest to the police that there was gang involvement. Mm-hmm. But the police really immediately went to, this is a setup. It looks like staged. This, yeah. Yeah. It, d- it didn't look real. Mm-hmm. And so they did. An investigation, obviously, but they didn't really yeah. fall for the whole, this is the, you know, this is a gang kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, let's see. They did have a million dollar, they did have million dollar life insurance policies. Yeah. And so they looked at the son and, you know, the son-in-law and the daughter at first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They cleared one, them pretty quickly. Yes. Yeah. Cleared them pretty quickly, and then it went. There was DNA connected at the scene at the time. It didn't go anywhere. Um, in 2015, they did actually match the DNA from the marijuana cigarette to someone named Willie Galori. Mm-hmm. And he did, um, in fact, confess Yeah, when they arrested him to uh, murdering them. Yeah. He was only 16 at the time. Yeah. 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 So she um, hired her, hired them, mm-hmm. Daphne, hired them, hired him, sorry, um, mm-hmm. to to kill them. And so they did yeah. over this um, yeah. scam. They were supposed to squeeze them for money. And if they couldn't get the money, go ahead and kill them. And, of course, they didn't really have the money and, you know, $280,000 wasn't even possible, you know. No, because no, she did a bad job. Their business kept going worse. Right. She didn't fix anything. Now, when they searched her home, they uh, did find a ledger that listed all of her clients and the money that she was charging them. Mm. And she was charging ten, twenty, thirty, up to forty thousand dollars for services rendered. Oh my God! Yeah. Oh, yeah. So in two thousand eighteen, um, the young boy and his uncle, because they did it together, the Gillerys, they were found guilty. Yeah. Um, capital murder. And then Daphne Wright was also found guilty of capital murder. Good. And solicitation of murder. Yeah. Just scary stuff. I wanted to talk about it because we, Katie and I, have both worked with people that have been talking to a scammer like this mm-hmm. and helped people get out of a situation like that before. And to understand that this is not real. No, this is not real. If somebody says that kind of something like that, they can do something like that and they want $10,000. Mm-hmm. 
do not do it. It no. is a scam. There is nothing. They're not doing anything for you. No. And they will continue to up the ante. Or if you have a reading, this is the one that's probably more common. You have a reading from someone or you have some kind of energy work or whatnot. That's where it should end. And if you want to seek that person back out again for another reading or another service, then that's your prerogative. But on their end, ethically, that's where the conversation ends. Right. Someone right. that keeps reaching back out to you. Yeah. I had a dream about you. I had a vision about you. There's something I have to tell you. Yeah. That shouldn't be happening. No. Scam, 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 scam. Mm -hmm. And if that's going on, you cut that person out immediately. Yeah. Because uh, that's the way they, yeah, hook people back in. There was a person that came in when we still owned our metaphysical store. There was an outfit that came into our town mm -hmm. that was doing this. And she was giving people these giant bottles of oil and telling them they had to bathe in this oil, put this in their bath water every day for 10 days. And she was slaughtering roosters and doing some kind of ceremony for them to break curses and stuff like that. Well, two things happened. One, I just happened to be behind her in line at Winco one day. And she was buying 20 bottles of Crisco oil, like the big tall. Yeah, that was the oil that people were paying $40, $50 for. She was just taking the labels off of it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Leaving in the same bottle. That, but yeah. uh, the next thing that happened is that we got a call one day. <laughs> From a friend of ours who was a detective at the police department. And she couldn't even contain her mirth. Uh, apparently, we had just been accused of attempted murder. Yes. Yes. That same scammer had marched into the police station and demanded that we be arrested at once because we had been trying to kill her psychically. <laughs> now, let's get a couple things clear. First of all, we didn't do shit to her. No. <laughs> and we wouldn't and couldn't. No, uh, that is not a thing. <laughs> <laughs> but secondly, uh, that's as far as it went. We were like, oh my, oh no, are we arrested? Like, what's going to happen? <laughs> and our friend was like, uh, nothing. The police thought it was hilarious after they left. We've all laughed ourselves silly. And I promised them that I do know you guys and there's no way you're doing anything to anyone. But <laughs> anyway, the time we were accused of attempted murder psychic murder yeah mm -hmm. yeah so you know be very careful about things like this but do mm -hmm. not ever pay mm -hmm. someone money like that ever 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 no. no no yeah all right well katie i'm gonna kick it back over to you for our main case okay so there is the deal going on right now in Washington, D.C. and New York City, and hopefully yeah. will not spill out into other large cities, which is the current fear. So I'm going to take you through the timeline briefly, and then I want to watch a couple of a bit of a press conference and a little video that the D.C. Police Department put out. So this is, uh, it started in D.C. on the 3rd of March at 4 a.m., a man was shot and wounded in the Northeast section, a homeless man. And, and I want to make clear here, 
uh, all of the people that have been injured in these attacks or murdered are homeless men. Uh, every time to me, a homeless person is murdered like this, it's just even more egregious. Something like this happened in Florida last fall, uh, though. I believe they got that guy. They already picked him up. But mm -hmm. <clears throat> the way these murders all happened were completely unprovoked, uh, a lot like the ones that happened in Florida. Mm -hmm. So uh, starting back then, so at 4.30 a.m. on the 3rd of March in Washington, D.C., a man was shot and wounded in the northeast section. And then on the 8th of March, a second man was shot and wounded. Uh, this killer isn't uh, super good at killing, thank God, but uh, he's getting better. On the next day, on March 9th at 3 a.m., police and firefighters found a dead man inside of a tent that was burning. And an autopsy revealed he died of multiple stab and gunshot wounds. So at that point... Stab what, and gunshot? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So at That's that point... Different. Yeah, the Washington, D.C. police are on high alert that there is someone who is attacking homeless people and they have some video surveillance. And so they have an idea of who he is. So I'm going to show or at least they don't know who he is. They have an idea of what he looks like. Mm -hmm. I'm going to share a screen here so I can show you guys what uh, the video that they have uh, put out from who they identified. So luckily there's CCTV just, you know, everywhere. All right. And this has no sound. So those of you that are listening and not watching, you're not going to hear anything, but it is a video of a man walking down the street. Um, he appears to be, Maybe African-American, uh, he's completely bald, has a mustache, he's eating. And then there's another video of him walking down the street uh, another time. They're identifying this individual in the areas of these murders every time. Okay. And some of the videos aren't as good, but this is who the Washington, D.C. police had identified as being their prime suspect. Okay. Okay, so this is what happened. This all, of course, happened last week. And then in New York City, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> pulled Christy right off the screen. <laughs> then moving forward to New York City on Saturday, there were two shootings. Uh, one of them was at 4.36 a.m. and the other was at 6 a.m. One of the men was shot in the arm and he was treated and released. The other man was just shot in the head while he slept on the sidewalk. Oh, God. And he died. And the police are horrified. But they also have CCTV of the crimes and of the person and guess what? They are quite sure it's the same guy. Oh, wow. So now there's a real worry here that there is a serial killer 
on the loose somewhere between these two cities that is potentially uh, targeting homeless people and killing people completely unprovoked, literally just walking up to homeless men that are sleeping and shooting them or stabbing them. Oh my God. God is horrifying. So both cities are trying desperately to get their homeless populations into shelters to get them off the streets. The problem is they're not all willing to go because yeah. the shelters are also historically dangerous places. Right. Uh, and some of them uh, with mental health concerns and things don't want to be enclosed. They don't want to be that close to other people. They don't want to run the risk of being locked in somewhere. There's mm -hmm. a lot of reasons why people. Some of them may just not understand what's happening. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so uh, while aid workers and the police and uh, city workers are trying really hard to encourage everyone to shelter indoors for now, they're not being fully successful for, for various reasons. Both cities have flyers that they've uh, printed that they're literally like walking down the streets, handing out to people, trying to explain to them there is an imminent threat here. You have to start sleeping indoors for now. But uh, they don't. There's not a lot of hope that'll fully happen, but I wanted to share some of the press conference that came out of New York. Uh, this I thought was very useful. It explains a few things. We're going to watch about the first two minutes of it. So let me share the screen here. I really honor the fact that they take this as seriously as they do. I'm so glad that there's not just a, oh, they're just homeless people kind of attitude. But uh, actually, the authorities see these as more egregious crimes than ever because the population is so vulnerable. Well, yeah. I mean, they're literally being murdered as they sleep. That's horrifying. Yeah, it is horrifying. So here we go. Good evening, everyone. I'm Deputy Chief Hank Sorton, commanding officer of Detective Manhattan South. Today is Captain Allen and Barakovic, uh, Zone Commander, and Sergeant Commander Poppy, Commanding Officer of the 5th Precinct Detective Squad. Um, early this morning, March 12th at approximately 4.30, police observed uh, on a 1010 calls for help uh, at the corner of uh, King Street and Barrack. Police observed a 38-year-old male Hispanic with a gunshot wound to his right forearm. Uh, a preliminary investigation determined that this victim, who was apparently homeless, was sleeping at the time when an unknown individual approached him and discharged a firearm, striking him. The victim woke up, made a statement screaming, what are you doing? The perpetrator then responded to, dis uh, to flee eastbound on King Street to parts unknown. At this point, an ongoing investigation into this incident with extended video canvas is, is going on. Uh, the victim was removed to Bellevue Hospital in not likely condition, and that investigation is ongoing. Fast forward today to about 4.30. Uh, the police responded to a 911 call for an aided individual outside of 148 Lafayette Street, which is in the confines of the 5th Precinct. Upon arrival, officers observed an unconscious and unresponsive unidentified male in a sleeping bag in front of the Howard Street entrance of the building. The unidentified male suffered a gunshot wound to the head and neck, and EMS pronounced him deceased on the scene. A preliminary video investigation determined that the unknown individual approached the deceased male at approximately 600 hours this morning 
before displaying, discharging a firearm on deceased. The individual then fled westbound on Howard Street. Again, at, no time, at this time, there are no arrests and the investigation is ongoing. Any information in regards to the identity of this male is asked, people are asked to call NYPD's Crime Stoppers hotline at 1-800-577-TIPS. The public can also submit their tips by logging into the Crime Stoppers website as well. We're talking about two individuals that are homeless, the most vulnerable population uh, in the city right now. Um, we have extended no manpower. We have extended no shortage of manpower to get this investigation uh, on track. Anybody, no matter how insignificant you might feel, if you had any kind of interaction in these areas this morning, we strongly encourage you. Please report it. Thank you. I'll stop that there. Yeah, so that's what's wow. happening. It's scary. Yeah, it is way scary. Really, really hope there aren't any more. Right. Well, it's, there's a train. You can take a train between DC and New York City. Mm -hmm. It's a you know there's I think it's a pretty commonly you know traveled back and forth between those two places. Mm -hmm. it does make you wonder. Yeah, it does. It does. But uh, they also, uh, other large cities in the area have really uh, gone on high alert, too, because who knows? Right. So, anyway, they are working hard. Did that press conference, and I'll link that in the uh, article, but that, uh, you know, they went on to uh, say that uh, that they have put out a reward and that the mayor's office is absolutely determined and that they are working in conjunction with the DC police to see, uh, you know, what they can do when they put their heads together to try to bring this criminal to justice. So fingers crossed that they do before anybody else gets hurt. It yeah. just makes me sick. Absolutely. Yeah. All righty. Well, Christy, I'm going to kick the mic back over to you. I believe we have one more segment tonight. We do. Now, I have to tell you that Katie and I don't talk about, like, what my segments are versus what her show is. We don't always know because we've, we, we're covering two very similar things tonight, oh. except that this guy who shot at homeless people um, conveniently oh. shot himself and then had to call the police. So let me tell you about this. <laughs> I mean, what Good. This, was, this was in Texas. Okay. This is a very Texas story. Mm -hmm. So this is uh, La Quivana Good. He's 28. And uh, a while back, he was sitting in his vehicle in a Walmart parking lot when he accidentally shot himself in the knee with his own gun. <laughs> so... You know, as you do. He called 911 for help. Well, the police took the weapon from him. And they matched that gun. Or they matched the shell casings from mm -hmm. that gun. To uh, the murder of a man, a, a homeless man named Lonnie Lewis. Who oh. was killed last summer. Someone drove past a homeless camp on july 25th last year and just fired into it on their way by 
He shot five oh shots. God. Yeah. Fortunately, only hit one person, but he did uh, shoot and kill Lonnie Lewis. And up to this point, the police had absolutely no idea who had done that or why mm-hmm. or anything until, you know, our our uh, brainiac of the night uh, shot himself with his own gun and called 911. Wow. So at least he's off the street. He did, in fact, uh, plead guilty. He admitted to what yeah. he'd done. Um, there you go, genius. Wow. Right. But what is this with uh, shooting homeless people? Shooting homeless people. Ugh. It's And it's not like it's a new thing, but it is a horrifying thing. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. just so you know, occasionally murderers are also dumb criminals and take themselves off the street. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know if we're going to be that lucky in New York and D.C., but no, probably not. But this reminds me of a case that happened uh, here in Rexburg years ago. A college student had been breaking into people's houses and stealing their guns. And uh, the police did not know who was doing this, but there had been quite a few robberies and, and gun thefts. And it all came to a head uh, in this kid made an ass of himself. I'll tell you that. Uh, <laughs> he, he really did. Yes. He had driven these guns to Salt Lake City, which is about three hours from Rexburg, four hours from Rexburg by car, and uh, apparently was trying to sell them to some gang members when he was trying to show off how cool these guns were and accidentally shot one of the gang members right in the ass. (laughs) And then he had to call the police to come save his life because, um, well, they were trying to use those guns on him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I'd forgotten about that. <laughs> Another brainiac criminal that turned himself in on accident because yeah. he's an idiot. Yeah. So there you go. Well, more WTF crime for you. <laughs> more, yeah, more WTF crime. But there you go. At least one dumb criminal off the street. Mm-hmm. Millions to go. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Alrighty. Well, there you have it. So we'll be back tonight for case updates at 7 p.m. Mountain. We'll be back Thursday night at 7 p.m. Mountain for the psychic hour. So there's so much more to go. Like, share, follow, you know, the ropes. We have a humdinger of a case coming up on Patreon here in a few days. You guys, hopefully by the weekend, we'll see uh, what our schedules do, but we have a biggie coming up on Patreon. If you're not a patron, You can head over to Patreon, just search for True Crime Paranormal. It's uh, foolishly cheap, but this is how we roll. We just (laughs) want to be able to bring more content. So come and become a patron. It's a great way to get more content from us every month. Mm -hmm. We do cases over there that we sometimes can't do in the mainstream, either Mm -hmm. because they are uh, too terrible and really for the only hardest of hardcore true crimers, or because um, they could get a suit or something (laughs) (laughs) so he usually those for the the patrons and not the whole you know stratosphere so Mm -hmm. anyway we have a biggie coming that you guys are going to be very interested in so just so you know be a patron at any rate you have been listening to true crime paranormal with the psychic sisters take care bye everybody (laughs) 